We have uh, joining us now in our studios is Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig, and hopefully soon the mayor will be here as well. I think she's running a little behind today. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. I've got the mayor's mic on, and she's not here. There oh. we go. There's <laughs> Good morning. Your mic. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> uh, you had a meeting last night. It was the first one of 2024, and it was uh, scaled down a little bit, shall we say? I don't know if that's deliberately or not, but you've uh, just finished that push to the end of the year and getting everything approved and uh do you kind of schedule it so it's a little bit lighter that entering the new year yeah some, i wish uh unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately a lot of times what's driven by our agenda is the the work that we're doing especially if it's construction projects can drive the uh, schedule in unique ways where timing has to be done to tie up with bidding or we might have planning projects or responding to applications so i wish we could control uh evening out our agendas throughout the year, but unfortunately it doesn't work that way, Jeff. And we did have a very busy 2023 and we've got an exciting 2024 ahead of us. And so although the number of items is a little lighter, we still had a substantive items on the agenda last time. Yeah, you really did. And what's good uh, in Northfield, uh, Mayor Rhonda Pannell is uh, now sitting in. Good morning, Rhonda. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> you have we need a... to synchronize my clocks with King Lion Max. Just saying. Well, no, it's actually we're early, so it's not your fault. We got on a little early. Rich isn't here, and so I've uh, I'm streamlining. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, right? If I could do whatever I want, Rich would be here. Oh. So okay. <laughs> it doesn't really work that let's way. Let's beam him in, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about 2023. The first meeting of the new year last night. Um, we're just talking about that. Uh, you you did some housekeeping stuff, but let's talk about 2024. As as uh, Ben just said, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff, and it could be a very exciting year you know as you enter 2024 what are kind of your thoughts on uh, the things that are going on are we you know are we moving in the right direction are you looking forward to some opportunities mm-hmm. this year of course always right and it's a little bit up in the air because ultimately i i do not hold all the power right i don't wave my magic wand and say poof okay <laughs> this is what we're doing and this is what this is going to look like so it's one step at a time, working in collaboration with our city staff, our boards and commissions, the community, the council, to really find and find our pathway forward. So certainly there are things that have been in the works that people have known about. Sometimes there are opportunities that arise that you didn't know were going to be there, right? And uh, some of the things that were on our council agenda last night are two uh, two items, two or three or more, right? Just in terms of grant opportunities that become available. But you don't know that until sometimes you're in the moment and you've worked really hard for something like the Milltown's Trail that had been in the works for 30 years. That's crazy, right? That's now we're going to start to see it built in 2024, which will be really exciting. Uh, the trail that was on uh, our... Um, on our agenda last night for the segment between the roundabout and our downtown is really one of those, what did we call those? Not our, um, gaps in the, in yeah, the sidewalk. It's, plan. it's gaps. It's a key corridor, right. To connect into our downtown from this state trail that we hope that a lot of people will be utilizing. So we're taking advantage of these opportunities that are out there to fund long long-term, long-range kind of visionary documents that we're implementing. They're no longer sitting on the shelf anymore. 
We've asked for input and we're going to start implementing them. And we're utilizing all the different financial resources that are out there to help us do that in a financially responsible manner. Let's talk about that and continue on with kind of the trail theme. You had uh, in the consent agenda last night, uh, you had a... um the, uh, the by the high school across from the high school uh, on County Road 246, the east side. You're considering you're putting a trail there that connects, the, you know, the sidewalk around the crosswalk at the high school all the way down to the uh, roundabout. There's not one on that side of the street. Last night, uh, you approved the uh, professional service uh, agreement uh, with a uh, with a. Uh, consultant i guess and it was for $175,000 i think a lot of people don't realize the the role that is played by uh, the consulting services so ben maybe you can you can discuss what uh, what they do and how this uh, uh, moves that project along yeah to, uh, following up on the mayor's point too we we landed another over half a million dollar grant from the state of minnesota for this um $700,000 project so much like the roundabout where you know, we did have skeptics on the roundabout, but we did get a tremendous amount of state funding for it. It's really been a huge success in safety and traffic efficiency. We weren't able to include for cost purposes. We were um, trying to save some dollars with that project. So we set that segment aside, that important connecting piece. But we we're able to come back and get more grant dollars to get that project completed. Why engineering services? So um, some cities, and we do have an engineer, our public works director is a certified engineer, civil engineer. Um, but he has a lot on his plate, and so he can't do construction documents and design and all of the field work and, you know, surveying that has to be done on projects. So actually to save money, we use consultants to come in because we have peaks and valleys related to projects. And so it makes more sense to use them. There are efficiencies sometimes that can be done um, by contracting it out and specialty that we can tap into by by using consultants. And that's why typically on construction projects, you're around 10, 12% of the project cost. And that's an industry standard, whether you're, you know, uh, any community, it's probably pretty typical, but we bid it out. We, you know, we, we try and keep the pencil sharp with the consultants we work with. So we do shift around. We like to generally work with kind of similar ones so they get to know our community. Um, but that's intentional too, to make sure that, um, that, we're, that we're keeping costs there. That project in particular might be a little more complicated than people think, too, because it is a kind of a rural ditch design. There isn't curb and gutter, so there's some widening of the road that has to be done. There's some grade slopes down. There's um, We had to pull the curb out as we get closer to the cemetery to give a little more space, and we'll have potentially kids using that to do the crossing at the high school. So there's some complexity there, but a good question. And we're always looking to save money. In this case, it actually saves the money by using consultants. Yeah. Looking at some of the drawings of, on that uh, different project, uh, boy, there are uh, people in the cemetery. I mean, people buried just right there only at 10, 15 yeah. feet from the road. So that is kind of a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we'll, we won't be disturbing that. So just to be clear too, is that, you know, we're all mm-hmm. in the public space and, the impact's probably going to be shifted closer to the roadway and into the roadway. Narrowing up actually might even help, too, with uh, keeping some of the speeds down in that area as well. Mm-hmm. The roundabout certainly helped, but pulling that curb out might help with that as well. There were a number of things on the consent agenda which went through with uh, not much discussion, but uh, is there anything that you'd like to highlight from that consent agenda other than the thing I just mentioned? The other trail uh, project that uh, we are seeking more dollars from that we received as well is there's a resurfacing coming up with uh, Highway 19 uh, heading out of town uh, through the community starting at Highway 3 out. um, It's going to go all the way to Lonsdale. 
but as part of that, the city, uh, we, we have a gap in the bike network kind of going out to St. Olaf, and that is a popular area where students run. Um, the natural area lands that are out there are certainly a destination for community members. It's kind of a passive, uh, interesting area, and it's a growth area for the community for commercial and other housing kind of closer up to the hospital. So the city did apply for and received a grant um, about half a million dollars last year um, to extend a trail out to um, all the way to out kind of to the edge of town. And we're continuing funding to try and get an additional, uh, requesting an additional $927,000 to hopefully see the full trail segment get built out. The total cost would be about $2.1 million. Um, and uh, so we're continuing to look at that. If we're successful, the plan is we'd have a, about 680000 um in matching dollars that we would have that would be done in conjunction with that highway project. So that's an exciting one um, that I think mm -hmm. we're also working on and trying to uh, secure some grants along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll move on then to the uh, regular agenda. It's the, the new year, so you had to do some, uh, some basic house cleaning. And one of those mm -hmm. things is to elect a uh, mayor pro tem, uh, Kathleen Holmes. Uh, this year will be the uh, mayor pro tem. If uh, our current mayor is on vacation or doing some type of studies away from what? town, we have somebody I mean, we can look to. I mean, <laughs> like if I want to take a break, all of a sudden I'm no longer not the mayor? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Does that happen to you, Ben? <laughs> you go on vacation, all of a sudden you're not the city administrator. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I, when you go on vacation, are you no longer the owner of KYMN? I, just I, saying. I, you know? Well, I try not Come to on. be. Come on. I, I try not to be, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not always the case. I would it's say always our, waiting for me when I get back. Yeah, and I would say our mayor and probably other council members, too, uh, time their schedules around. They make sacrifices yeah. personally to, to do this work. And um, I know the mayor's a master of day trips, too, with her family to try and sneak in through some of the key meetings and stuff. So um, I know it's a major commitment mm -hmm. and really important for, appreciate our electeds for doing that. Mm -hmm. And just that, Kathleen will do a wonderful job. I, we've got a really... A full council that really is engaged. They're doing their homework. They're studying the issues, going above and beyond to really connect with community members, uh, meeting with people one-on-one -on -one in coffee shops and groups. I mean, I've just been amazed at the energy and the commitment by our council uh, to really be present and do their homework. And some of the decisions that uh, we have to make are not easy ones. And Kathleen is one of our rock stars, and she's going to do an amazing job to step in if I need to step away for whatever reason. So, uh, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Mardig are with us. Let's move into another project that's going on, uh, Honey Locust Drive, uh, connecting that to the Cannon River Trail, the East Cannon River Trail. We've talked about this a little bit uh, in the past. There's kind of a pathway that goes through there not really a trail but kind of a pathway uh right now and that will be uh, made into uh an official uh, trail at some point is that correct yes i think so um i think i'm thinking when you said that of the compostela park is mm -hmm. that that is the one that's wood is that chips the one? well wood chip? yeah it's okay. the wood chips and it's beautiful pathway uh-huh right but you cannot get through there on a bike or well, at least i would probably crash I multiple have done times it on a bike i'll have, have you? you know it's like off-roading man wow way to go <laughs> i wish See, i had a different bike my boys <laughs> would take me through there and then laugh when i said i'm tipping over now i'm tipping over now crash <laughs> ha ha mom you know 
okay, it's all in good fun, mm-hmm. right? But the the wood chips are it's beautiful pathway, but it's not necessarily easy to get through there if you're on a bike, unless you're on a fat tire or something like that. I guess I haven't tried it. Otherwise, I would have a story to tell, right? Um, but this other pathway is really to connect up to the uh, the stoplight that's at the Target and Arby's and Fielder's oh, Choice. Oh, sure, sure. That's a different place. Hometown, place. Credit Union, mm-hmm. right? All of those uh, businesses that are right there that are at that stoplight. This pathway will connect all the way back to the East Cannon River Trail and then uh, with the existing trail that's on the east side of Highway 3 there. So it'll be a really important connector for anybody who lives on at that end of our community and in the Dundas area, quite frankly, on that D.R. Horton County Road 1 hillside area. There's now a path that goes underneath Highway 3 that, uh, no, County Road 1, sorry, that goes underneath County Road 1 and will connect in with this particular area so that they can get across Highway 3 safely. I mean, it's like four, five, six lanes, and it's almost, it's 50 miles an hour there. So really having a safe crossing area will be really important. And this all connects into the state Milltowns Trail area. So creating those Filling in the gaps where they're needed, and I just really appreciate the the vision uh, to be able to see this opportunity and get it connected. Now, the uh, action last night the council took was to accept bids and award the contract. And uh, Ben, maybe you could fill us in a little bit more on what that contract looks like. Yeah, the, uh, we had eight bidders, so lots of bids in. So we got good, favorable prices. So Fitzgerald excavating, base bid $197,000 roughly. And then we're doing another segment to connect all the way up, as the mayor said, uh, get, you know, have a connecting route all the way up to that intersection. So it's just under $300,000. Um, we actually tied this with the project a couple of years ago. So um, we have cash um, that's been waiting in this project fund for the end, uh, for the work to be completed. It worked out really well with MnDOT owning the site. They did a build and relocation down to that site. So we were able to work with them on easements and getting access in. So uh, dollars are ready to go and should be able to get the construction up and uh, running. One thing and that, under under bit, underestimate by quite a substantial amount, yeah, and that's what I want to ask you about yeah. is uh, one of the, the the good things that came out of that is uh, you found out perhaps a little bit more about the, what construction costs might look like. I don't know if this is a good example for twenty twenty four construction, but uh, is it? Are, are we? Hopefully, we'll be seeing a lot less inflation in that construction mm-hmm. sector. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, good question. Probably a detail that Mr. Bennett, our engineer, would have a greater sense on. I don't recall him getting into the quantity details. Mm-hmm. This is a smaller project, and so it's a, might be a little bit harder. But great question to come back on. I know we've seen inflation dramatically drop in other areas. I'm not 100 percent sure on uh, the uh, mm-hmm. bituminous and concrete work. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that I, because I think the council asked that same question last night. One of the things that uh, Dave mentioned was that the timing of the bidding, right? That the bidding went out when uh, not a lot of people or construction companies had their projects lined up for 2024. So you create this, there's a lot more competition for getting your work lined up. And so there's like the bidding environment is so much better because all of our construction companies, they want their, they want to be viable companies, right? And so the bidding is it's great if you can get your projects in in a timely manner, which goes to us 
as a city, the more we delay and and sometimes it's it's just really difficult, right? But there is financial benefit if we can stay on task, on schedule, get our projects out to bid early. We save everyone a whole lot potentially. Uh, we save everyone dollars in the end. So, the next item on the agenda was Bridge Square. I want to talk about that. Uh, it wasn't actually the the construction, but uh, you approved going to the state and asking for three and a half million dollars. Uh, let, let let's talk about that uh, that resolution, and it uh, drew support uh, from the council seven to nothing. Mm-hmm. This has been in the works. I think one of the things that we pointed out last night too was to go back and help people to see the history on this. And it's underneath our projects page on the city of Northfield's website. You can see all the documentation there of where uh, 2014, I think is, uh, was the year that was highlighted there when this first got started. Like everything, you need to update your spaces, right? I mean, things get old, there's cracks, right? You have to replace your roof, right? Or sometimes your siding or sometimes your sidewalk. Well, our parks are no different. And the roads around Bridge Square are really a significant portion of the Bridge Square project. Oftentimes people are thinking that it's, oh, we're just, it's seven and a half million is simply for the park area. Well, that's not true. It is including the streets around that area. And that is part of what's driving up the cost there. We're updating uh, the park area to make sure that it's going to meet the needs of us in the all the way through, I don't know, 2040 or something. You know, the the needs uh, for electricity change. And I know that we've been in conversation, or Bob and Bruce, the B2, are, I don't know what, Okay, I'll just stop there. Bob and Bruce are awesome. <laughs> You're working right? on it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they've been meeting with DJ D, the Vintage Band, Riverwalk Market Fair. They've been uh, the Norfield Garden Club. They've really done a significant amount of outreach uh, with community members, stakeholders, stakeholders that actually utilize and uh need to make sure that things are in the right place so we can continue to have these major events in our community to update the space so it better meets everyone's needs. And so there's some really amazing opportunities out there for us to be able to do that and partnering with the state in for bonding dollars to help us get this accomplished is really an important opportunity. Again, there are so many programs at the state level, and we're doing a much better job than we ever have been to take advantage of those programs that are out there for communities. Have you had conversations with Representative Chris uh, Purcell and, and Senator Liskey? Are they uh, open to this? Well, process-wise, we usually start with the, the council making sure it's a project that matches our goals. So the next step is to meet with our legislators um, to talk about that. Had some preliminary conversations, but um, we'll be continuing to do that. I'd re- mm-hmm. re-emphasize, too, with the mayor that I was, frankly, a little shocked when I came here as a city administrator that the city hadn't been going after these kind of state dollars, because you never know. And yeah. I'm not saying we dream up new projects that you wouldn't otherwise do, but the city's been successful on projects they've been working mm-hmm. on, getting funding for the Minnesota uh, Milltown Street Trail and our transit hub. Both are scheduled for construction this year, and it dramatically decreased the cost to our local taxpayers. And so, mm-hmm. 
we never know. Take a shot at it, see what mm-hmm. we can get. It requires two-thirds mm-hmm. majority of the state mm-hmm. to approve, a legislature to approve it. The, I was just remembering, too, we hosted the governor, deed commissioner, Bill Lasky. There's been multiple tours uh, that have been hosted uh, in our downtown area where we have been engaging with our representatives at the state level so they are aware of um, kind of the vision for our downtown and uh, creating those relationships, strong relationships, so that when the time is right for us to do the ask, they're not being caught by surprise either. So it's a great partnership. Yeah, Mayor Pownell and City Administrator Marta go with us. Um, that's not a guarantee that we're going to get three and a half million. We might get some of that, might get all of it, might not get any of it. Have you identified possible other sources of funding grants or maybe other monies available to uh, to help complete the project? Yeah, we're, the staff is uh, still exploring state and federal uh, grant programs that are available and some of the timing of the project that we're looking at at a best case start in the fall would open up some opportunities, I think, for some more applications to go in to try and uh, secure some other funding as well. So we're going to explore those as well uh, while we continue to design and fine-tune the details of the construction documents. All right. Anything else you'd like to say before you, uh, you I move think along? We have our Martin Luther King Jr. celebration coming up here this coming Monday. It's coming up really fast, and I don't know, if Ben, if you have anything more that you wanted to share on that, but the community typically gathers over at Emmaus every year uh, to celebrate. So 7 p.m., uh, be there. We've got the chaplain at Carleton College, the keynote speaker. we got uh, the mayor and our Adam Whale, the uh, Human Rights uh, Commission chair, is going to be speaking, and we've got some great musical performances as well. So it fills up pretty good, and it's a really mm-hmm. good feel-good event. And it's, um, I just encourage people, if you haven't been there, uh, it's a great experience, and um, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's Monday at 7 o'clock, and that's at uh, which church? Emmaus Church. Emmaus Church. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for coming in today. Much appreciated, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.